Welcome to New Providence Missionary Baptist Church, where we envision to build a biblical community of loving believers, which have a personal relationship with God and each other, modeling the pattern of lifestyle of Jesus Christ. Join us now as we prepare our hearts and minds to hear and receive the Word of God from the man of God, Senior Pastor Rev. Nathaniel Wood. My brothers and my sisters, there are some of us who has lived a life that has been riveted by trial, pain, and trouble. Deacon Heggie, I have discovered over my 63 years of living this thing called life that trial, trouble, and tragedy are equal opportunity afflictions that practice no discrimination. You and I don't have to seek them, but we cannot avoid them because trial, trouble, and tragedy will find us. <laughs> trial, trouble, and tragedy will show up at any time at any place and for anybody. And you know what? Trial, trouble, and tragedy does not need an invitation to show up in our lives. They don't respect us like that. But I'm here to tell you that you and I can't avoid them because no matter or regardless of your faith, of your family, of your fitness, or even of your finances, listen, no life is devoid of trials, troubles, and tragedies. Somebody has said, in each life, some rain must fall. And the Bible communicates the same truth by telling us that God reigns on the just as well as the unjust. What are you saying, Pastor Wood? I'm saying that even though you love God, come to church, try to keep your life spiritually on track, trial, trouble, and tragedy will appear somewhere on your life's agenda.
If you live in this thing called life, any substantial time, you will, listen, you will have to cry sometime. That is why our ancestors sung the song, Trouble in My Way. I have to what? <laughs> they said I lay awake at night but that's alright because they know that Jesus will fix it after a while our ancestors knew that trials troubles and tragedies visit every life this reality is illustrated in our scriptural text for today. In the preceding verses of our text, we are introduced to a brother named Job. We are told that Job lived somewhere east of Palestine on a fertile plain surrounded by desert. The first thing that we are told about Job is that he is blameless and upright before God. He feared or reverenced God and shunned evil. In other words, Job was a man of moral authenticity. He was a man of ethical character. He was a man who was religious in his devotion to God. We are told that Job was a family man. He had a wife, seven sons, and three daughters. Job was not just a man with a good income, but the Bible lets us know that Job was wealthy. And how many of you know that there is a difference in having a good income versus having wealth. I said Job was wealthy. He had 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 yoke of oxen, 500 donkeys and a large number of servants. The Bible tells us that Job was the greatest man among the people of the East. And how many of you who are in this sanctuary or watching online or listening by phone Know that when God favors you, 
with greatness and wealth, the devil oftentimes places a target on your back. <laughs> the devil and his cohorts does not want to see you and I blessed and operating in the favor of God. Even though Job was blessed with wealth and greatness, Job did not allow his blessings to become his burdens. In other words, he did not get the big head and think that he deserved all that he had. Matter of fact, the Bible says that Job was so thankful for God's blessings to him and his family that Job would get up every morning and offer burnt offerings to God for his children just in case they sinned against God. So the Bible says that one day the angels came to present themselves before the Lord and Satan also came with them. Now I don't know about you, but I am so glad that even Satan, that devil, has to still answer to God. Even the devil can't do whatever he wants. He is still subject to our God. The Bible says that one day the angels came to present themselves before the Lord and Satan also came with them. And let me say right here that the devil and his imps still show up in holy places. That's right. They will show up in church in order to distract, accuse, and mislead God's people. Now, Brother Deacons, if Satan showed up in heaven, why wouldn't he be bold enough to show up here on earth in church? The Bible says that God asked Satan, 
from. Now, Minister Lucas, I was told in seminary that when God asks a question, it is a setup. Somebody say it's a setup. Since God is all-knowing, he does not need to ask any questions. He already knew where Satan had been, but he wanted to see if Satan would live up to his designated character and the name which was given to him, which was the father yeah, of lies. Y'all know. God said to Satan, have you considered my servant Job? And I want to ask you, my brothers and sisters, does God consider you as one of his servants? He called Job his servant. And not only does God call Job his servant, but God, in essence, brags on Job's relationship with him. God tells the devil there is no one on earth like Job. He is blameless, upright, fears or reverences me, and he also shuns evil. And no provident in friends, I want to know what would God say about you to the devil? Oh, Lord, y'all. Are you living such a holy life that God can brag on you? Oh, well, okay, it's quiet, it's quiet, quiet. Satan responds. He says, God, does Job reverence you for nothing? Have you not put a hedge around him and his household and everything he has? I dare you to stretch out your hand and strike everything he has. And let me tell you, God, what this so-called Job the Righteous will do. He will surely curse you to your face. Y'all good Bible readers, y'all know that God gives permission to Satan to touch all that Job has around him. 
But he tells the devil, do not touch his life. And the Bible says, Satan left from the presence of God. This brings us up to our selected scriptural text for today. The Bible says that one day when Job's sons and daughters were feasting and drinking wine in Job's oldest son's house, that a messenger, somebody say a messenger, came to Job and said, the oxen were plowing and the donkeys were grazing when the Sabians attacked and made off with them. They killed your servants and I, somebody say I, am the only one who has escaped to tell you. The Bible says while he was still speaking, another messenger came to Job and said, the fire from God fell from the heavens and burned up the sheep and your servants. And I, somebody say I, I. am the only one who has escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, another messenger came and said to Job, the Chaldeans formed three raiding parties and swept down on the camels. They killed your servants. And I, somebody say I, I. am the only one who has escaped to tell you. While he was still speaking, another messenger came and said to Job, look, your sons and daughters were feasting and drinking wine in your oldest son's house when a strong wind struck and collapsed the house. And all your sons and daughters are dead. And I, somebody say I, I, am the only one who has escaped to tell you. Notice with me, New Providence and friends, that in the midst of all the trial, trouble, and tragedy that Job faced, that there was one person that survived. 
all of the four messengers concluded their testimonies with the phrase, and I am the only one who escaped to tell you. In other words, what they were telling Job is that I am a survivor. Oh, Lord. Yeah. And, and let me say right here that no matter how terrible the trial, trouble, or tragedy is, God, somebody say God, will always leave a witness. He'll leave a survivor to testify of his keeping power. Oh, boy, this is good to my soul. There are some of us who are here in this sanctuary or watching online or listening by phone who are thinking, I don't deserve to be alive. With all the liquor that I drunk, with all the dope that I have taken, with all the places that I have been, with all the people that I hung out with, some of them are gone. But I am still here. Why? Why has God allowed me and you to survive? Maybe, just maybe, God allowed you and I to survive in order for us to testify of his power. He might have chosen us to tell our story on how he delivered us, how he set us free, how he's made a way for us, and I don't know about you, but I have a story to tell. Anybody in here? have a story to tell about the goodness and the power of God demonstrated in your life? Tell your neighbor, I got a story. And guess what? My story 
may not be your story. But I still have a story. I, I, I'm almost through. God, God, God might have let you be the survivor in order that you might tell your testimony to others about his power. Why, Pastor Wood, has God allowed me to survive the trials, troubles, and tragedies that have happened in my life? Maybe, just maybe, God allowed you to survive because he wanted to use you to declare to the devil that you have not won this battle. Come on, somebody. Maybe you survived because God knew that if he left you here long enough that you would still give him praise. After all that Job had gone through, Job had the audacity to say naked I came from my mother's womb and naked I will depart. He said the Lord gave and the Lord has taken away. But he says, may the name of the Lord be praised. And I don't know about you. Job made up his mind that in spite of his trials, in spite of his troubles, and in spite of his tragedies, that he was still going to bless the name of the Lord he still was going to praise the name of the Lord and I don't know about you but I feel like the psalmist the psalmist that said I will bless the Lord at all times his praise shall continually be on my mouth and then he gave an invitation he said come magnify the Lord with me let us somebody say let us exalt his name together is there anybody here that doesn't mind exalting Giving glory, giving praise. Uh. 
your neighbor and say, thank God, I am a survivor. But there's some of us in here who are sure enough survivors. We have survived hurt, have survived pain, have survived trial, troubles, tragedies. We survived the loss of a loved one. We survived a broken relationship. We have survived the divorce. We have survived the job shutdown. We have survived the family crisis. We have survived COVID-19. We have survived cancer. We have survived kidney failure. We have survived racism, classism, and the economy. We have survived the government and all that has come our way. God, somebody say, God, get me. God, get me alive. Allow me to be a survivor. We know that you have been blessed through the hearing of God's Word on this day. We invite you to join us at New Providence Missionary Baptist Church, located at 4813 Hilltop Needmore Road, Fuquay, Verena, North Carolina. For more information, you can contact our ministry at 919-552-3531 or visit our website at www.newprovidencebaptist.com. Thank you for joining us and be blessed.